This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, yes, yes, yes. Time to talk about cars, trucks, SUVs, electric things. Things that go bump in the night. Oh, that's just my car because I'm working on it again. BJ Colleen starting out the show. And then at the bottom of the hour, Stephen Cole Smith. And actually, BJ, you know, Steve is working with Haggerty now. And he's got some test drive. Talk about real world test drives. Stephen Cole Smith doesn't normally do test drives, but I'm going to make him do it today. Anyway. Well, he's he's a talented writer, probably one of the best automotive writers in the industry, hands down. New, old, I don't care. He's outstanding. I just fell in love with his writing when he worked at, was he at Car and Driver, I think is where he started. Yeah. So. You know, he's yep, got yep. such a funny personality, too, because it's like dry humor. And when I first met him, I thought, well, aren't you a sarcastic SOB? And then I realize he's just funny, you know, anyway. <laughs> All you have to do is talk about cats to him, and he, he instantly lights up because he loves his kitties. So yeah. I like him for that. So, so your uh, job, by the way, is to bring, let's see, we had, what did it say? Automotive expert, television, radio host, real world test drive. News, news. That's your job, news. That's my job here for now. <laughs> yeah, until right. I start driving some test vehicles again. I've just been too I, busy. But but wait, wait, wait. Before we do news, I heard a piece of news. And is it true you bought a Maserati? Is I, that correct? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, what do they call it? An opportunist, a greedy pig. You can, either one. <laughs> um, somebody passed away and they were friends with somebody who was a friend with me. And so my friend calls me and he goes, Hey, what do you think about a 2005 Maserati Spider? And I go, and he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. He goes, it's got a V8. And I go, yeah, made by Ferrari. And then he goes, come on now. It's, it's got 11,000 original miles. Ooh. And I go, hey, I, that's why I go, ooh. ooh. <laughs> that's about the uh-huh. only way you want to buy one of these things. So yes. it's a 2005, and it's, okay. a, it's a Maserati Spider, and I have to look at the pictures of it to remember. It's a Gigiorio. i got to look that up while you're talking. Yeah, okay. a Gigiorio or something like that. Uh, where's the pictures of this silly thing? And uh, But, man, it is a beautiful car, and it sounds good. And then he goes, come here, come here. I'm going to let you listen to this thing. And he, so he gets in the car and he starts, starts it up, starts revving the engine. And you know, it's a Ferrari engine, of course. It's just fantastic sound. Here it is. It's called. What, a, what it's, color? It's this beautiful, like, navy blue metallic. Oh, I with know. A, with a same okay. color top with, a, like, buckskin leather interior. It's a spider Cambrio Corsa. Whatever, oh, okay, whatever yeah. Whatever that means. And then it's got what? There's one more thing on the side. I think it said Gigiorio or something. So, Gigiaro, that's the Gigiaro. designer. Oh, there yeah. you go. I don't know. I thought it was a clothing designer, but anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, on you. You should know Gigiaro. So. I, I do, but I I bought it. And um, what did you pay for it? I'm ask- not gonna tell. Twenty thousand. It was a good deal. But that's uh, a great deal. Are you kidding? Me? You know, I mean, where do you get a car like that? You know. So anyway. 
I just thought, you know, I mean, I, if nothing else, I can put it on, you know, one of the websites, you know, uh, Auto Hunter, you know, auction site, Barrett Jackson. I'm, I'm seeing like prices at 87000 for that car. Well, not for a 2005. That's the yep, cost. Yeah, 2005, unless that was, oh, that was the starting price. Yeah, think, yeah, because so. this one was 92000 But yeah, 11000 miles. It's like brand new. So, uh, yeah, anyway. yeah, that's great. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, did your li- wife like it? Does Jan like it? Uh, oh, shh. Don't say anything. I haven't told oh, her about it. She doesn't know. Sorry. <laughs> in trouble. I wired the Jan, money. I, Jan, I wired the money. And she doesn't know. She didn't look in the checkbook. There's nothing there. It was, by the time <laughs> she knows that I did it, it'll be safely in the man garage where she cannot get in because I don't let her have the, the combination. <laughs> uh, let's, let's take some breaks here and uh, get the show going. Uh, BJ's got some crazy news. What's going on in the crazy car business? I'm telling you, it's nuts. We'll take a little break. You're listening to The Drive. Uh, BJ Colleen has news, and then Stephen Cole Smith with some test drives, and evidently Sebastian Vettel retiring. So uh, yep. if you're into motorsports and whatever, uh, it is The Drive. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car, not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com, all the cars, one search. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. You know, speaking of old classic cars and stuff like that, you should check out autohunter.com. It's an online auction site, part of the Collector Car Network, which also owns cars, classiccars.com. And it's all owned by Barrett Jackson. But uh, Auto Hunter, you can list your car and sell it, and you get all the money, all the money. It's a heck of a deal. Autohunter.com. BJ Colleen is here. She got a little bit of news from the automotive front. Anyway, what you got there for us, BJ? Well, something that I'm really, really happy. To me, this is great news because what's going on, is I think you know, and obviously everybody knows that the more we advance with automobiles, the more technology we're getting on the vehicles. And a lot of the technology is called ADAS systems or advanced driver assistance systems. And those are things like your lane keeping and lane changing maneuver systems and your rear view cameras and your blind spot systems. The problem with that is because manufacturers, car manufacturers love to brand their things, every manufacturer has come up with their own name for virtually the same system. So people are saying, well, what's the difference between Ford's blind spot system and Hyundai's blind spot system? And really, there's no difference. It's just what they call it. So it's getting confusing to people. So a team of people from six important organizations, we're talking Consumer Reports, Mm. AAA, J.D. Power, the National Safety Council, the Society of Automotive Engineers, they actually came up with a list of terms that they want every manufacturer to start using so these terms are uniform across vehicle lineups because if you don't people are already confused if you can make it the same on every single vehicle whether it's a vw or bentley 
when it comes time to see and what they want to buy for the vehicles and the ADAS features, it won't be confusing to them. And we don't have to explain it. And personally, as a trainer, I love the idea because I can't remember all the names for all the manufacturers have. You for know, these pieces. So my, let's my, uniform it and, and no, it's, we'll it, keep it, it posted. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's like a light plug when you put your, you know, your, 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 you plug your lamp into the receptacle. It's, it's a standardized system so that everybody has the same thing. You go to Europe and it's, you know, the different kind of weird things, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's, it's to have a standard that everybody can talk about so that people understand it. Like to me, I thought ADAS, which is Advanced Driver Assist Systems, I thought it right. stand for Allen's Driving Absolutely Sucks. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> it's ADAS. <laughs> no, That's what my driver. wife says anyway. <laughs> oh, no, you're an excellent driver. You're excellent. Maybe a little fast on the street. But you're oh, my wife. So. You know what my wife says this morning? She says, wow. I get up early and, you know, I'm standing there talking to her and, and I, I take my finger and I swipe it across the mantle and I go, look how much dust is in here. And my wife's laying in bed there, you know, Facebook and doing whatever she's doing. She stops. She puts it down. She looks over her little glasses at me and she says, we came from dust and we shall return to dust. And she goes, you're nothing but dust. And I'm like, wow, that's my wife right there. That's a great excuse for not cleaning the house. I love it. I'm going to try to use I'll that. I'll tell you what. I mean, it's like so funny. Yeah, so then she sends funny. me a text. She sends me a text a little later on. She goes, hey, Dusty, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I love it. I anyway, love it. yeah, you I know, I got to tell you though, we were—I was talking to, uh, oh, I don't know, I was a couple of guys. We were having a round table. What do they call it? Like bench racing, you know, bench talking about cars. And I'm working on some old cars right now, and um, I realize how much I enjoy working on older cars because they make sense. I can look at it and go, yeah, that needs a ground strap right there, you know. And Oh, yeah, cork gasket under the valve cover. Sure, I'll take a cork gasket. I mean, the basics, everything's glued together in these newer cars, and you got to wear a, a schmuck, a lab coat or whatever they call those things. Smock? I don't know how to say that word. A smock. You know, yes. and, and it's like it's. I was over at AutoZone buying some parts for my 79 Chevy pickup, and the guy in front of me comes in and he goes, hey, I need to rent one of these things to scan my computer. And uh, <laughs> the guy turns around behind the counter. He grabs this thing. It looks like an octopus. He turns around. And he goes, you know how to use one of these things? And the guy looks at it and goes, I think so. And I'm thinking to myself, uh -oh. yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I think so. It's either a yes or a no. But see, guys are very stubborn. You know how to get yeah. there? You want directions? Nah, I'll find it. You know, it's like, it, no, it, it doesn't work like that. I was driving the Mercedes over to get it detailed and the engine light comes on. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I call my friend at the Mercedes place and I go, hey, we just spent $3,200 on the two rear shocks. $3,200, oh, right? Oh, and I go, oh. the, the engine light's on, and it says, you know, the ABS system or something, and it's going off. And, and I go, what could it be? He goes, are you kidding me? It could be a 100 different things. And I'm thinking to myself, that's what I don't like about all these new cars. The 100 different things it could be when... You know, it used to be if it's missing, it's uh, it's got a bad spark plug, bad spark plug wire. Maybe it's, yep. you know, I mean, it's got, like could be five things. We'll take a little break. Uh, BJ Colleen is joining us. Voice of reason in my automotive world. Yes, when I'm going crazy, I call her and she brings me back down to earth. <laughs> You're listening to The Drive. We'll be right back. Well, they showed you stuff. 
Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. This is The Drive all across America and around the world because of the interwebs. Talking about cars, trucks, SUVs, the automotive experience. Yes, a car and a truck or an SUV or any of these things, are they're a personal conveyance of who you are. Who the hell are you? Well, I can tell you who you are by if you're driving a Volvo or an electric car or a hot rod or a chopper. I can tell. BJ. <laughs> Fun for the chopper. <laughs> you know, what's old is new again. You notice, like, Volkswagen has got, oh, yeah, the Scout Wait a minute. What is wrong with that? What's going on there? So Volkswagen buys the mark, the name Scout, International Scout, remember? Right. And so it's going to be a Volkswagen Scout. Are they going to make it look like kind of like the the new Bronco looks more like an old Scout than it does an old Bronco? So are they going to make, wouldn't it be funny if Volkswagen made the new Scout look more like an old Bronco? (laughs) That would be weird, but I could see it. I don't put anything past any manufacturer anymore. I know, I just don't. Oh, God. uh, Yeah, so the Scout is definitely a vehicle that's on its way. I don't know when it's coming, but it's it's coming for sure. exactly. Here's some other ones. Now, there's going to be, you know, Lexus names everything with it. If they have an SUV, it's an RX or a, you know, whatever else it is. They're coming out with a new TX. Uh. The Lexus TX, which is going to be above their LX, which is their big SUV. So this is going to be an even bigger monster SUV. So I don't know who needs these giant SUVs, but the manufacturers seem to be cranking them out. So we'll, we'll have to see what that one looks like. Here's soon. the best part about it, though. Ram, of course, has a TRX, which is a cross right. between an LX and an RX. Right. <laughs> or and a TRX. Sort of. <laughs> and sort a of. TX. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I confusing. Don't ask me to explain them. I, I I yeah. couldn't. Right. Now, but, here's one that's yeah. interesting. Yes. Dodge is going to be reintroducing the Hornet. Oh, okay? my gosh. Now, unfortunately, this is blasphemy because it's going to be a compact crossover plug-in hybrid. Oh, <laughs> no. Really? <laughs> Way to take the Hornet name and drag it through the mud. So oh, it's my like, God. I, yeah, but we know, don't know. We don't, don't know. It. We don't know because until such times it actually happens. Because right. Dodge, knowing Dodge, look, I work with Dodge. Knowing right. Dodge, they could be doing that as, you know, saying these things and then bring out some awesome looking thing. So you just don't know until it actually. Yeah. It's, so it's, but, it's, you know, revisiting old names, it's always dangerous. I know. Uh, the know. Ranger Raptor is actually coming in 2023. And this is funny because Ford said, no, we'll never bring a Ranger Raptor here. Well, here it is. It's coming next year. Right. Rolls Royce is actually going to have an electric crossover sometime around 2025. Oh, good. I'm going to buy one. Scary, but I'm going to order one I, today. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Get out your, sell your house and, and buy a Rolls Royce. That's about how you're going to afford it. I so. know. It's bizarre. Um, Dodge Durango, dead. 
really? 2024. No. Yeah, the Durango's reached his end in the year after next. So wow. that's uh, that's the end of life. Ford Edge is going to be dead next year. And that means the Lincoln Nautilus is going too. So, but the Nautilus will be replaced by a mid-sized crossover electric vehicle. So, I don't know what they're going to do for there. There's something interesting. The Ford Transit Connect. You know, the Transit is the big van. The Transit Connect is like the little people mover taxi kind of van. Right. They're actually going to redesign it next year, and they're going to move production to the United States from Turkey. I think it was. I think yes, it was in Turkey before. So they're going to bring it here, which is good news because we need more vehicles being made here. So that's a plus. Kia is going to come out with a three-row large crossover electric vehicle. So they're moving up. They're getting bigger and bigger, too. Mini Clubman is going to be gone in 2024. Mm. The Infiniti Q60 is possibly dead next year. Wow. And here's something that, that you don't think about. But the Nissan NV cargo van, yeah. that's going to be dead at the end of the year, too. So I guess Nissan just couldn't make a business case oh, for it. Oh, that was DOA, baby. That thing never. Yeah. And then uh, Toyota Land Cruiser is dead, too. So no. that, that's going also. Yep. Really? That's when it's going to be dead. Yep. See, yep. Now, look, so, look, look, look what's funny about this. You're talking about, you know, reviving old nameplates. Land Cruiser, are you serious? You're going to let that go? Toyota, come on. Well, it's they iconic. may name something else that. I know. I understand. It's it's a lot to be invested in, but we'll see what happens. But I also saw that the Jaguar F-Pace and F-Type and XF are all going to be gone in 2025. So I don't know what Jag's going to be replacing those with, but it's going to be interesting to see. Just well, so you know, some of your favorites are going, but new ones are coming all the time. Okay, right? so I got to tell you, talking about the Land Cruiser, I went out, a buddy of mine says, hey, I got a bunch of old steel if you want it, you know, I'll sell it to you for a good deal, And but you got to come out to the ranch and check it out. And So I went out there, and I got to tell you, it was just all a bunch of junk, but you know what? I literally saw two doors off a Toyota Land Cruiser, the old Land Cruiser, 1968, 970, that era, FJ Cruiser, and I stood there and thought, could I build a truck if I just have the doors? <laughs> <laughs> I love how your mind thinks. <laughs> I literally thought to myself, I think I have enough pieces here to build the whole truck. Because if you have the doors, anyway. Yeah, that is how my mind works. Is that that Johnny Cash song? You know, One piece at a time. You know, exactly. One piece at a time, 55, exactly. 56, 57. So <laughs> did, just, let me back up. Did I hear you correctly saying that the Nautilus, the Lincoln Nautilus is going to go away? Yeah, because it's on the Ford Edge platform, and if the oh. Ford Edge platform goes, the Nautilus goes. They'll replace it with something. I mean, there'll be something that they replace it All with. Right. But, I was uh, wondering because uh, I, yeah, I was like, that's pretty darn new vehicle. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah I things change. Yeah, they do. I'm curious though about uh, what they're going to replace the Durango with because there's they got to have an SUV anyway. Thank you, BJ. Thanks, Alan. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to Stephen Cole Smith. He's got a couple of test drive reviews. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 
Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Our show brought to you in part by Dodge Domestic. Not domesticated. You know, I I don't know about you folks, but uh, the car business is getting weirder and weirder by the minute. It's just uh, the price of new cars, the price of electric cars, the stuff that they're saying. Well, if you can't afford gas, buy an electric car. Oh, yeah. I heard this morning on the news, uh, somebody was talking. They're like, the average price of an electric car is like 66000 bucks. I went, wait a minute. Where are they... Where are they getting that kind of number? Because you can buy electric cars in the, yeah, the 30s. So I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, Stephen Cole Smith joining us. Hi, Steve. Uh, by the way, congratulations on your gig with uh, Haggerty, McKeel Haggerty, longtime, old-time friend, and is absolutely taking the auto, auto. Uh, what do I want to call this, uh, auto enthusiast industry, taking control over it and, and throttling it into like, full throttle. And uh, you working with uh, Haggerty.com now only makes it uh, better for me. So congratulations on that. You know, I've worked for everybody. You know, I was the executive editor of Car and Driver. I've worked with Motor Trend, Road and Track, Automobile. You name it. This is the best bunch of people I've ever worked with. Well, hands yeah. down. No well, you, you know why? Because, first of all, McKeel is a very smart guy. He cherry-picked you, Larry Webster, and on and on and on and on and on. All He cherry-picked all the best magazines for their best writers and people and brought them all under one umbrella, which I think is brilliant. So uh, congratulations on, on multiple fronts for the, the joy of being able to do a job you love with people you enjoy being around and talking to. You know, I appreciate it, yeah. and you know, I'm able to do it from home. We have a meeting at one thirty every day. We do on Zoom. It's nice because you work by yourself all day long, and you get kind of lonesome. Yeah, but it's nice to be able to kind of get with some of the other people you work with. And I met them all at a track day, which just happened to be the week I started. So I've been able to shake hands with everybody, and I'll tell you, I'm uh, I'm happy. I'm blessed. Oh, that's I am awesome. absolutely blessed. It's. Uh, an answer to a prayer. So you've got some stories up, and unlike normal, normally you're the motorsports guy, so on and so forth, but because of this new gig, why don't we visit some of these test drives and things that you got up on uh, on the website? That'd be great. Okay, what you got? How about the GMC Sierra Denali Ultimate? And they call it Ultimate because that's what it is, man. It has got every option you can imagine, except the only thing this car doesn't have is front and rear park assist. And I figure that's because there was a chip shortage with the park and the front and rear park assist still, <laughs> because they would not take an $81,000 pickup hmm. and try to save 50 bucks on it right, with right. Uh, no park assist. So I think they probably will add park assist to it as soon as the chip shows up, but that's the way they're having to do it there. You know, with the, the uh, issues they're having with chips, sometimes they have to send a car out that's not 100%, it's 99.9%, right. but it's not 100%, and they just add the chip as soon as they get it. Gosh, isn't this, again, back to the you know, the weird world that we're in today. So the, the 2022 GMC Sierra Denali Ultimate, I have a 10-year older version 
Uh, of course, mine's not the Denali Ultimate, but I have a GMC, which the difference between a GMC pickup truck and a Chevrolet pickup truck is it it's one step up, GMC is, from Chevrolet. And they call it having a professional grade. And so they put a little more energy and, and into the noise, vibration, and the harshness, whatever that, NVH, whatever that is. And and they they just do some nice stuff. I love my GMC, even though it's a 2012. I got the diesel. I love it. But, uh, boy, these things have, have come a long way in the last decade, haven't they? They really have. You know, it's, it's a Swiss Army knife. It's a vehicle that you can drop off at the uh, concierge at a hotel and uh, pick up later on and, you know, dress in a tuxedo and you're right at home. But it's something you can use on the weekends to to work with, and I know you use yours oh boy. to work. Yes, sir. Because uh, you've got you're living on, you know, the Allen Ranch there. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> by but, the uh, way, yeah. by the way, by the way, let me tell you the one thing I've learned. Mine is a thirty five hundred Sierra. Okay. Right. And that means it's got it's a dually. Okay, so dual rear wheel, so four wheels across the back, and it's a four wheel drive. And uh, I went out into the field because you're talking about this ranch I have. I have I have 40 cows, so I'm a herdsman now. But uh, I, I had to go out into the fields where the cows were, and no big deal. The cows are following me around like, what do you got going on there? And I'm like, I got no hay for you. I just got to go fix the electric fence. Anyway, so I'm out there. I fix the fence. I drive back. I go through the, the gate again. I close it behind me, and I get up on the road, and I start driving away. And let me tell you, I do believe that I flung cow poo 30 feet in the air. As I, it was all over everything, up and down the road, on my truck. Oh, I had to take the pressure washer out, and it was not a pretty thing. Let me take a yeah. break. We're going to come back. I want to finish talking about this truck and others with Stephen Cole Smith. Haggerty.com is where you can find his newest scribblings and scratchings. And uh, hey, brother, uh, this is a, a song for you. Hey. Brother, there's an endless road to rediscover. Hey, sister, know the water's sweet, but blood is thicker. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability, plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. Well, you're listening to The Drive, and this is a little Stevie Ray Vaughan. Pride and joy, my truck. That's my pride and joy, and of course my wife and my kids and my family, but when it comes to vehicles, I love trucks. I have two, actually, Stephen Cole Smith. I have two trucks because I just got a Jeep Gladiator with a diesel engine, too, and 29 miles to the gallon on the highway. Oh, my gosh. You can't beat that stuff, but we're talking about the 2022 GMC Sierra Denali Ultimate with a price tag, if I heard you right, Steve. 81,000 bucks? That's for the 2022. If you buy a 2023, if you order one, I think it's another two grand. Oh. I mean, it's it's like 83,000. I oh mean, it's gosh. who is buying 
these trucks. Who has that kind of money when you can buy a great used truck for like yours yeah. for considerably less if you're going to, you know, if it's going to get a dent and a scrape on it, then... You know, it's uh, you might as well get a used one. No, true story. And I'm I'm in mine. I think about thirty. It's ten years old, but it's diesel loaded, four wheel drive. You know, it's got everything. And I got it with forty one thousand miles. I got fifty thousand miles on it now. But when the poo starts flying in the air or the cows bump into my truck, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't worry so much. But man, for eighty one thousand dollars, I'd be taking it like you said with my tuxedo to the. Uh, you know, to the opera. I, guess. I don't go to I operas. I go to maybe a George Strait uh, concert. How's that? There you go. <laughs> I, I think this. I, I wrote that this thing only gets George Strait and Alan Jackson on the radio. <laughs> anyway, that's great. So interior-wise, it's a truck. What's the interior like? Oh, Alan, it's as pretty as any Rolls Royce. Really? It uh, looks like a saddle maker did it. It's kind of dark brown leather. I mean, even micro suede and the mm. roof, it's just, it's got everything on it. It's just lovely. Did you get one with the uh, fancy tailgate thing that kind of does like 25 different functions? No, it, it does one different function. It's the top third opens and then the bottom third opens or bottom two thirds opens. That's the one. Depending on what you want. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. And did it yeah, have a stereo well, built into it by any chance? Uh, I may have a stereo <laughs> built into it. Yeah, I think they might have. Yeah, I think they do. That's what I mean. It's it's like, you're like, wait a minute, this is a tailgate. You know, no, not these tailgates. I, there's a name for these tailgates. I can't think of what they call them. That's like the, the well, in this case, it would be the ultimate tailgate because it's a Denali yeah, ultimate. overkill is what I would call it. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. It's cool. Um, you know, there's something on this truck I want to yeah. ask you about. It's yep. got Super Cruise on it. Yeah. You know, which is the semi-hands-free operation. Right. And I tried it, and it works, but I have never aspired to sneak a look at a crosser puzzle or to not have my hands <laughs> on the wheel. It's just not something I'm interested in. You know what? It's because you and me are old school. My yep. wife has a Nissan Rogue. And it's got, you know, this kind of this version of this cruise control where you can, you just have to be touching the steering wheel. And if you let go of the steering wheel, it'll wait about 10 seconds and then it'll flash a red light like, yep, you got to touch the steering wheel. And, but it scares the heck out of me. I'm like, no, I need to keep my eyes on the road, you know? And so I think that that's you too, is like you, you don't want to hand off your life and your passenger's life to potentially something that could malfunction, especially in a world of, you know, semiconductors and chips that are not readily available these days, if you know what I mean. But yeah, absolutely. I, I'm and I've never thought of having a hand on the wheel as an imposition. I know. It's just something, right? I mean, I, the hand's got to go somewhere. Yeah. And on the wheel, it seems like a logical place for it. Yeah. Well, that or in a, a bag of popcorn or some uh, tortilla chips or something. But At the very <laughs> least. Well, that's one hand. I'm just talking about the other hand. There you so. go. Okay. So the story on, if you guys are interested in this, absolutely amazing. They really are. I mean, today's fully loaded versions of any of these trucks, from whether it be Ram, or GMC, or Ford, even Toyota and even Nissan, they really are making luxurious vehicles. But man, do you pay the price at eighty-one thousand and some change? But the story's at Haggerty.com. Am I right? It's at Haggerty.com. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right, and then uh, you got one on a uh, Range Rover too. What's the story on the Range Rover? Yeah, the Range Rover is uh, is new for twenty twenty two, and it's 
Even more money. It's 123000 and it's a cheap Range Rover. Oh. The one I was supposed to get is 169000 and I'm glad I did because, oh. I mean, you can buy a base Ford pickup truck for the difference in the price of these two Range Rovers. Oh, my gosh. You know, and here we are. They finally admitted last week we're in a recession, and then there was rate hikes for the interest I, rate. They admitted we're in a recession. I thought yeah. they didn't. I was watching Fox News the other night, and they said that uh, that they said we weren't in a recession. No, nope, the Fox said we were, but they, Biden yeah. said we weren't. Well, Biden. Oh, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the recession is you know when you see rain clouds and you see things dropping out of the sky that looks like water drops, you usually can surmise that it's raining. And yes. so we are in a recession based upon, you know, everything that we're talking about right now happening in our country. The price of gas is up. The price of housing is up. The price of interest rates is up. Everything is up, 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 and we're in a recession. So, And um, raising interest rates are going to fix this how? I, I, I honestly don't get it. But Do you understand uh, that? I don't understand it. You know, somebody made a good point, not that we're a, a newsy show, but somebody said that the lawmakers get together and make laws that benefit them first, and then right. somehow they try and twist them to where they benefit us. And that kind of made perfect sense to me in a strange kind of way, because it seems like this world right now, like you can go and you can beat a cop and you're out of jail, you know, the same day. But if you do something, you know, like I get put in jail with uh, with social media all the time just for telling the truth. I'm getting put in jail today for for something, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. It's Everything's upside down in our world today. But you know what? Here's the thing. These new vehicles, there's no question. The one thing that we can assure you of is that they are the best vehicles ever made in the history of the world. They're fantastic machines if you've got the money and you can afford to buy one of these things. I was driving behind a Range Rover the other day that was probably, oh, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years old. It's the, it was the newest, the kind of the bigger new version of the Range Rover. And I remember going in 2013 to England to test drive these things. And I went, wow, that was 20, that was almost 10 years ago. And back then, they were amazing. I, I can't imagine this one you're driving, 123000 bucks. Yeah, and that's, that's the cheap one. That's the inexpensive model with just a few options. But I don't know what else it needs. I mean, uh, right. it's the long wheelbase. It's got seven seats in it. Mm. It's got everything you would possibly need in a vehicle for and, 123. And it'll forge like, you know, four feet of water. 35 and a half inches of water. There you I go. I was going to say, I don't know whether it's three feet or four feet, but, you know, it's more than I want to be in. I think that the river's moving fast enough and it'll sweep you away. Uh, we'll take a little break, you. come back and talk more with Stephen Cole Smith. These stories you can find at Haggerty.com. And uh, I've been friends with McKeel now, I'm going to say, going on 30 years. Glad to see incredible success story. Check out Haggerty.com. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. Shopping for cars online is slow. Checking all those different sites one by one, Auto Tempest doesn't like slow. That's why we sponsor NASCAR driver Chris Busher in the number 17 Ford Mustang. It's also why we created a powerful search engine that will scour all the top car shopping sites, letting you search used car listings from across the internet in one search. 
Why waste time searching each site separately? Use Auto Tempest instead. Find all the cars. AutoTempest.com. All the cars, one search. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And thanks to Subaru for sponsoring our show. Subaru, go where love takes you. Steve Cole Smith joining us. Haggerty.com is where he uh, hangs his hat right now. He, uh, he is a friend of mine, of course, and longtime friend, one of the best motorsports experts. And uh, we, we are going to actually talk about uh, a little bit of news. Just I, I, I have a, just a question about Sebastian Vettel. I heard he was retiring, but we'll talk about that after we finish wrapping on this Range Rover. A 2022 okay. Range Rover, 123000 bucks. I'm just curious. So you get, you know, you drive it around for a week. Did you like it? I mean, did did you feel like uh, you were pimping around in this big old Range Rover? Did is it something you could live with? I mean, I guess if you had an extra hundred and twenty three thousand, it'd be an easy question. It's, I've driven every Range Rover there is. I went on the very first trip to England, um, wow. like you did, but this was in nineteen eighty six, I guess. <laughs> um, driving every Range Rover since, and this is by far the best one. Yeah, I mean, it's not even just hands down. Yep. It's a wonderful, wonderful vehicle. It's got nine driving modes, dynamic eco, comfort, grass, gravel, snow, mud, rut, sand, rock crawl, weight, and configurable. I mean, you figure anything you're going to drive in is in there somewhere, so it'll take care of you. You know, uh, and I will say the Range Rover dealerships, they kind of make it their business to make sure they treat their customers really, really good. So the experience, I think, not that you want to be in the dealership, but, you know, I mean, things happen. The more complicated vehicle, the more times you're going to be visiting them. But I don't think that happens until they're four or five years old. I My experience it is that I've always been, that's why I bought a 2012. I thought, you know, that's that's kind of still got Yestertech. The more these cars add more technology, the more I, as a car guy, as I look at the grease under my fingernails right now, the more it scares me because, you know, you don't get grease under your fingernails working on these cars because they're all computer controlled. You have to have a, you know, a, a, like more like a scientist, you know, a lab coat on and a computer, you know? Right. So right. It's, they just scare me a little bit. But look, I love them to death. It's just that I don't have that extra 123000 for a single car. So this is definitely for the wealthy. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, it, it's for the Kardashians, I guess, but it may not be splashy enough for them because the new design <laughs> is really clean looking. And uh, But for them, there's always the G-Wagon, Mercedes. They, right. can, uh, they can enjoy that. Yep. All right, Haggerty.com. You can find both the uh, 2022 GMC Sierra Denali Ultimate and the new Range Rover that was 123000 bucks. Good Lord. I can't even believe I'm saying that. All right. Moving on to some motorsports. Sebastian Vettel, four-time F1 champion, two-time runner-up, amazing driver. What's going on there? You said there, somebody mentioned that he was retiring. Is this true? Yeah, he retired. He's uh, just turned 35 years old, and he decided that he wants to be with his family, so he'll play out the rest of this year with Aston Martin, which is not really a winning team, but he's doing the best he can with it. Just a classy guy. I've known him not well, but I've I've met him in 2012 when he was at the uh, New York uh, 
Grand Prix where they were trying to launch the Grand Prix in New York. He was up there for a publicity visit and took me for a ride in an Infinity and almost uh, knocked my head off. I was in the back seat of an Infinity uh, G37, <laughs> and every bump he would hit would knock my head into the wall. <laughs> and uh, he was worried about my head. I was worried about the ceiling and the Infinity, but <laughs> both turned out to be okay. So was it you? Somebody was telling me this guy has had so many wins. What was it? What was it? Is it a record or something yeah, in one season? wins in one season. Ugh. That I is mean, amazing. In F one, that's nuts, yeah. right? Wow. Well, that's just how how uh, dominant Red Bull was when Vettel was driving for him. I mean, four straight championships, just unheard of, and probably will never happen again. Now, and speaking of Red Bull, I think I just read something uh, yesterday or this morning that Porsche has bought half the Red Bull team and is going to be the supplier for at least uh, drivetrain. Yeah, you probably read that on uh, Haggerty. <laughs> it, uh, it, it, we had that. They're uh, angling for that and to put Porsche in the uh, AlphaTauri race car to the other team, but they won't own that. But, yeah, they're going to own half of Red Bull, it looks like. Uh, wow. And they should make that announcement probably next week, if not, yeah. if not sooner. Uh, well, here you go. Here's uh, for our friend Sebastian Vettel. It's about time. He's at the right age. In the time of the history of the world, I think he's making a great move. And nothing better than spending time with family while you still have your youth and your wits about you. Unlike you and me, huh, Steve? (laughs) I hear you. Uh, Haggerty.com. Stephen Cole Smith. You can find his writings there. And, uh, again, congratulations to Haggerty for getting Stephen Cole Smith. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, buddy. Always a pleasure. Another hour to go right here on The Drive. See you in a little bit. It's all right. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the Internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, you guys know the show is brought to you by Dodge. You've heard that for years. And every now and then, Dodge, they use my show and they like, hey, we got we got some news. So we've got Bob Broderdorf. He is the vice president of sales and marketing over at Dodge and Stellantis. And, you know, everybody, if you don't know what's going on today, the 13th of August, it's kind of the big kickoff of the Motor Trend Presents Roadkill Nights, powered by Dodge. But uh, there's a lot going on for the next week. And so Bob's going to tell us a little bit about what's happening over there. But thank God for guys like you, Bob, for us car guys, you and Tim Kaniskis and the whole team over there that continue to deliver the kind of muscle cars and 
just fun. I don't even know how to explain it other than pure automotive fun. Then, you know, without you guys, we'd be riding in these cars, you know. So thank you very much, Bob. (laughs) We appreciate you. And the one thing I can absolutely promise you is we're always having fun. So it's good to be on the show. And uh, this is going to be a great week. Okay, so let's talk first of all about uh, Roadkill Nights, and then we're going to walk through. I know you guys have got some announcements to be made. You're going to show a little bit, a little window into the future, but talk about what starts up today, 13th of, of August here, Saturday, and then walk us through the week. Today is going to be our seventh Roadkill Night, essentially legal street racing right here on Woodward, and uh, one of the most iconic venues to do this, and we've got some incredible influencers and names for our historical grudge match race, as well as just endless thrill rides, and the Dodge Circus is back in town, as always. So this should be a great event. Looking forward to see what's going to happen here today, and we're expecting 40,000-plus for another just uh, iconic day of racing on Woodward. Whew. Now, is there going to be any uh, televised stuff on the Motor Trend channel or anything like that? Because we could uh, tell people to go. Actually, everybody, you should just go to motortrend.com and check out what's going on. I'm sure they've got to have coverage of some sort. So, uh, Yeah, we're going to have all kinds of coverage. There's a live stream on dodgegarage.com as well as you'll be able to see you know, TV episodes with our friends at Roadkill. Freiberger and Finnegan will be out there doing their thing as always. So you'll have a lot of uh, automotive content available. And then we've got nine influencers this year, which is new, all automotive personalities that are building cars to race on Woodward for the ultimate competition. Oh, okay. So there is a live stream at DodgeGarage.com, everybody. That sounds pretty fun. I mean, you know, the competitions are always good. All right, so now, talking about the future, give me a window. Just to start, we have to take a break in a minute here, but give me a start of, you know, what is it you guys are going to be doing? So coming up here, actually, uh, on Monday, just a couple of days away, we will host the first of three product reveals, and we will show you what's been going on for 23 model year, what's happening with our performance programs. So we'll unveil all of these new unique offerings that are going to be hitting the market right away. And that'll be followed by a second day of announcements where we're actually going to show you a new car for the gateway of muscle. And then on the third day, we will actually show you the future of muscle cars in an electrified world. So I think you guys are going to be excited at what we got coming. All right. I'm just curious. uh, Let's see where... M1 Concourse, Pontiac, Michigan, for the Roadkill Nights. We have Woodward Dream Cruise the following Sunday. Are you going to be then doing what at the Woodward Dream Cruise, huh? Yeah, so essentially, we're going to be pairing up with the uh, Henny Shootout guys right there on Woodward, where on the Dodge display, we're going to actually have all of the cars and the new products that you've never seen before will be able to be seen at the Dream Cruise right there at the Dodge display. So basically, if you miss Speed Week or miss all the new product announcements, the cars will be there live in the flesh, ready for the fans to, to touch and see. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, hang tight. Let's take a little break. I want to talk to you more about the uh, Mr. VP of Sales and Marketing over at uh, the Dodge brand, Bob Broderdorf. And uh, listen, what we're hearing here is a little bit of hope for us car guys and gals that uh, Dodge is going to continue on being a performance brand. Yes, being domestic, but not domesticated. That's what I need to hear. We'll be right back. It is The Drive. Learn to fly again. 
The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our guest today from Dodge, the Dodge brand, Vice President of Sales and Marketing, Bob Broderdorf. And uh, they got a lot going on over at Dodge. Um, they have actually, you know, Bob, you talked a little bit about these um, influencers. I can I just talk a little bit about what you're doing with these influencers, competition. This is always fun stuff. This is what TV is made out of. And now today, because of the interwebs, people, they watch this stuff on their phones and on their pads, iPads, and, and their computers. And, and the TV is kind of pushing back into the background to these little screens are taking over. You know what I mean? So these people like Taverish, I, you know, I mean, these guys make huge names for themselves all because they have the ability to use their phone and film with their phone the stuff that they're doing, which other people want to do. They're living vicariously through these influencers. Maybe you could talk about what you're going to be doing with this uh, Street Hemi shootout, August 20th. Yeah, we got this great group of people that have all, uh, you know, they're all partnering up, and you talked about these influencers. So we're going to actually have another competition. We got nine influencers this year. They're going to be competing to go against our champion, Alex Taylor, that won at Roadkill last year. And we got names like Tavarish, and we got uh, West Chaplin. We're going to see Throttle, Demonology. A whole host of guys are going to be out here, and uh, like Christina Roki. And the cars that they've selected, and we threw some curveballs at them this year. This year, essentially, we sent them a brand-new direct connection crate motor, and then now they have to pair it up with a manual transmission, which definitely threw them for a curveball, and they had to find their own car. So what's going to be really cool to see is we got, like, Corrupt Bills went out and found a 69 Cuda, that he's going to go and make the build and turn this thing into a race car out Woodward. We got David Patterson that went and found an old Magnum SXT. So we got a whole host of different kinds of cars. We got a Lancer GT in there. There's lots of different builds. It's going to be really, really fun. And they've been featuring it for the last couple of weeks on all of their channels on their trip on getting ready to come to Roadkill Nights and Race. That's awesome. So let me ask you then, you, you know, you're the VP of Sales and Marketing. It's changed in the last, let's say, how many years? Let's say the last decade. When it used to be television commercials and radio commercials and, you know, uh, I don't know what else you guys used to do, you know, uh, maybe uh, banners at racetracks. But today, sales and marketing is different. What you just talked about right there is the sales and marketing. Connecting, literally connecting with the people that are out there doing it, living the lifestyle, influencing others. It's not like it used to be, is it? No, not at all. You know, we always talk about the brotherhood of muscle is not a tagline. These are people that are very, very vested in this lifestyle, in this community. Cars are their passion. And that is a point of emphasis for us. And quite frankly, with everything being digital, we can target and get very granular on who our audience is, who are the passionate Psycho Dodge fans that we need to communicate with. And that's our priority. You know, if you like what we do, 
great. We hope that we're communicating with you in the way you want to be communicated with. If you're not into this, it's fine. We don't really care. We just want to be respected. But for the people that are passionate, we want to be there for you. Yeah. It's funny because I remember back in 2018, I got a Demon, Dodge Demon, 840 horsepower. I mean, what an amazing machine, period. And I got the car. I burned off away from the dealership. So when I picked it up, I said, everybody, get out of the way. I got to do this. And I drove that car like Carol Shelby said to me one time. He says, drive it like you stole it. And I drove that car and I did a hashtag dirty demon. And I never washed it, Bob. I, I never washed it. It had, it had like stalactites of rubber coming off the back of the, where the, from burning out. And then I get this phone call one day. I'm in Las Vegas in a rainstorm. I get this phone call because it was like flooding in Vegas and I'm driving my demon. It's Tim Kaniskis, the boss, right? Your boss, if you know what I mean. And he's, you know, yep. he's the head of the brand. He goes, if you don't quit driving that car out there, I'm going to void your warranty. I said, to heck with your warranty. I bought an extended warranty. And he laughed his head off. I mean, it's just, uh, it is, it is a brotherhood of fun, of brotherhood of muscleheads, I guess you might say, <laughs> you know, uh, knuckleheads is a better word for it. But anyway, I had so much fun in that car and I kind of regret selling it, but I do that. I buy a car about every two years and that's what I do. I had my uh, Viper ACR. Fantastic. I wish I would have kept that car. I said to a friend of mine the other day, he said, uh, hey, you still got that Viper? I said, no, I sold. I had it three years. That one lasted me three years. And he says, uh, you should have kept that one. He said, they're selling for like 180, 200,000 bucks now. I was like, wow, where does that happen in this world that you buy a brand new car and it goes up in value? It happens, oddly enough, with Dodge. Wow, who would have thought that, right? Man. Yeah, some of the reactions to these cars and the value they've got, they really are mind-blowing. I mean, when we first come up with this stuff, it's just car guys getting excited about, hey, wouldn't it be cool if? Yeah. And it starts with Tim. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, he's the ringleader of yeah. this bunch of misfits. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to have a guy like that to pitch, pitch car ideas to. And, uh, yeah, Demon was absolutely one of, the, one of the things we're probably the most proud of. No doubt about it. All right, so uh, we'll report whatever you show the world. The future is coming August 12th through 20. So it started yesterday. Uh, Roadkill Nights, press conference, and uh, a whole lot going on and, and kind of all happening at the Woodward Dream Cruise next Sunday. We'll report on it, you guys. Thank you, Bob. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You guys keep up the great work. Guys and gals all working at Dodge, doing a fantastic job. We'll be right back. It is The Drive. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability. Plus, a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And our show brought to you also in part by Subaru. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Joining us right now is my friend Lauren Fix. By the way, this is uh, 
All American Rejects, Dirty Little Secret. And you always bring dirty little secrets to the table, Lauren. Uh, CarCoachReports.com. Yes, like the- yeah, go ahead. I'm saying I'm like the Kaiser Sose of our business. <laughs> If you remember the movie, Usual Suspects. Exactly. Uh, com. She is the car coach. You can find her also on Twitter, Instagram, and all the social stuff at at Lauren Fix. So uh, what have you got today that will make people go, oh, crap? (laughs) Oh, this is my favorite one. When I read it, I thought, come on. You know, because we all read stuff on social media. It's like, it's total bull. I did a little research. Then I found the actual statement. I was, you could have knocked me over with a feather. I can't believe that we're all being tricked this badly. Not that anything surprises you after seeing what's going on in the world. But the World Economic Forum wants you and I, everyone, to give up their car, truck, and SUV because they want car ownership to be outlawed completely. Because the Great Reset is about control and tightening the grip on freedom. But this is what they said. I mean, they said that Oh, this is so unreal. They published a paper besides that calls vehicles, private ownership of vehicles, in quote, wasteful. And they want it to be communal sharing of cars to lessen the global oh demands God. for precious metals and fossil fuels. Honestly. Translation. Ride share apps or too bad for you. You know what? This is literally, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. And you know what? Talk about the Great Reset. The uh, folks that are putting that crap together are about to get their Great Reset because they're going to get tossed out on their ear where they belong. Unbelievable. I agree with you. World Economic I'm sick Forum. of, of what this. The heck? This is, is a Jewish person whose family was chased out of Nazi Germany and the stories I've heard from my grandparents. I'm going to tell you, it's Nazi Germany what they want to do to us. They want to control every aspect of our lives, and those they don't like, they'll just put you away in a concentration camp. I mean, you think it's all so far, but it isn't. I mean, these are unelected elitists that are in Geneva, the World Economic Forum, and they claim that there are too many people owning private vehicles on the planet for the planet's good, and that most are barely being driven, and that we should all have a universal model where all consumers will be owning and sharing them together moving forward. They claim that you're only using your vehicle 4% of the time. Okay, well, let's, let's translate this to something we use, all of us use. I only use my bed eight hours a day. So you're going to let two other people sleep in an eight hours, one eight-hour shift, <laughs> right. another one eight-hour shift? Oh, I mean, that's God. the same kind of stupid mindset that I'm talking about. I only, and, listen, and, I got I mean, one better than that. I only use my toilet for about yeah. three minutes a day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you have to share your toilet with anybody who knocks on your door. That's right. Oh, my God. This yeah, that's is, a good one, actually. I'm going to start using that thing. That's really good. This is such so lunacy. Instead of having your vehicle sit idle or your toilet sit idle or yeah. your bed sleep idle, they want you to sell your car and walk or ride share because car sharing platforms, this is what they claim in quote, car sharing platforms have already seized the opportunity to offer vehicles where you pay per hour use. And this was found... In the U.S., it was unsuccessful. I mean, look at Book by Cadillac. Gone. Right. And if you look at even something like Volvo, which they do have a, a, a subscription program, it only works in, in like 40 states. The other 10 states won't allow because every state has their own rules. Right. But they're, they're not done because they're pushing. They've pushed Ireland, believe it or not, to start getting people used to the thought. I mean, they put it in the news, of course, and the mainstream media says, you know, they're not listening to people like you and I. They're they're saying, well, you know, we, we really shouldn't have cars. If you have more than one, you should be down to one. If you've only got one, you should sell it and use your bike. 
Yeah, that works when you got a family of five. We're supposed to put everybody. Honestly. You know, on a bicycle? We this is India? That, that's how they want us to live in, in, like, India. You know? But they want to end that private ownership, and they also don't want you to have homes. You'll notice that when a home goes up for sale in your neighborhood, it gets sold for way over ask. I know. And if you try to figure out who bought it, many times it, it's a bank. Mm. And what do you think they're doing? Even Zillow was doing that. They're buying them, and they're turning around and renting them. So now you have renters in your neighborhood mm. versus owners. And then they have control because they can easily turn up the rent. Rent got more expensive, your prices go up. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And that's how you control everything you own. And it's all about money and power and nothing more. It's absolute greed. You know, you. I remember, you probably remember too, when the whole book by Volvo came out. It's been, what, four or mm-hmm. five years ago? And it was mm-hmm. I, one of the big auto shows, New York or Chicago or somewhere. And it was, it was like, we're not going to show you a new car. We're going to show you... A new Volvo book by Volvo, and I was like, "Wait a minute! So you're not showing us any new cars?" Well, book is Cadillac. Book oh, is Cadillac. What was the yeah, one by Volvo? What was the one? What? Whatever. What subscription? Yeah, whatever it was. They're you all know, failures. They ex- don't work and here. now they're, they're yeah, exactly, here. exactly. It's just such lunacy. I remember this happened to me. Oh gosh, in the year 2000, or maybe it was 99. I don't know. I was on the View with Barbara Walters, and uh, about that time. They wanted to know the coolest new things that were coming, and one of them was a Toyota Prius, if you remember the Prius. And <laughs> yes, I do. And they should be selling a ton of them right now with the cost of fuel. I know, right? Because they're hybrids, which was brilliant. And uh, anyway, Barbara yeah. Walter goes, that's brilliant. They should make those. And I said, they do. It's right there in front of you. And she's like, well, I don't know. I don't even drive. There's the problem. Exactly. These people at who at their whatever not the World Economic Forum probably don't even drive. So why do they care? Oh my God! We'll take a break. No, they have drivers and private jets. That's That's right. Lauren Fix bringing all the all the news we don't want to hear. We'll be right back. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car? Not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try Autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television, and radio host, Alan Taylor. Oh, it's about cars. Yes, it's all about cars. Trucks, SUVs, electric cars, the non-ownership of cars. As Lauren Fix just told us about, the World Economic Forum wants you to get rid of your car because of the Great Reset. Now she probably wants to talk about the uh, inflation reduction bill or the 87,000 IRS agents. What else you have to upset us about, Lauren? Well, I, I, you know what? I, I always try to tell people the truth. I have to be pro-truth because there's a lot of disinformation out there. Totally. So like you, I'm always doing my research. So this inflama- inflammation, it might as well it be. It is an inflammation. Reduction. In the rectum. Oh, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> the inflammation reduction bill is exactly what you just said. But anyway, the energy industry right. is going to be getting taxed for this bill. They're going to tax the oil and gas industry $12 billion. That's part of what was passed. And what do you think they're going to do? They're not going to take it in the chin. They're going to pass that along to you and I, which means your electric bills are going up and your gas bills are going up. But the bottom line is our debt will increase by $30 billion, and we're already in debt. You know, you're like, oh, my credit card is maxed out. I'm going to go get another credit card and max that out, too, and then another one after that. What are you doing? I mean, when the economy's in trouble, you don't spend money. You start cutting. They just keep spending like drunken sailors, another billion to Ukraine, another billion to Ukraine. It's like somebody's making money. That money ain't staying there. It's going someplace. But that's a whole other subject. But spending money on this inflationary period is a dumb idea. And what's interesting is some of it's for EVs. So the Ford and GM and all the other manufacturers were fighting to get the lift of that $7,500 tax credit. So it used to be if you sold 200,000 cars, you no longer could use that $7,500 tax credit to pass along for interested parties to buy. They want to lift that. Well, they did. They're going to lift it for all brands. But there's some caveats, as there always is with the government. They're going to say if you make more than $300,000, then you don't get the tax credit. Okay, well, a lot of people don't make under $300,000 who still can't afford a new car. Then you can get up to $7,500 of a tax credit on the EV. So what do you think car manufacturers are going to do? They're going to raise the price of $7,500. They already did. They raised the lightning truck today. Oh, did they? Does that help working class families? No, it doesn't. But there's going to be increase in taxes. So besides that 87,000 IRS agents you were just talking about, the EV tax credit is interesting because they're only going to give it if your vehicle is made in the U.S. and the batteries from the U.S. So what happens? Every car that's made today isn't going to make it. Tesla will make it. It's made here in the U.S. The batteries, I'm not sure if he's making them here or elsewhere, but still, that's going to be an issue. And you go, okay, so... Who else gets a tax credit? Well, this anti-business agenda is also going to put more taxes on car companies. But if you start making those batteries here in the U.S. using materials, which we can't mine here, we do not mine because the EPA won't let us. And then, of course, the environmental damage is horrible. Cobalt, cadmium, lithium they're starting to do here. Mercury, neodymium, there's seven rare earth minerals that go in a battery. Right. And they're made in China because the cost of making them there is less than making them here. So now you want to make the cars more expensive. Because if they cost them more, they're going to raise the price. So this is just silliness. And top of all of that, if you buy a used EV, you think, this might work. I'll get a used EV if you could find one. You will get a $4,000 tax credit on it. But you're not going to get the price off of the used car lot down the street. You're going to apply for it at the end of the year with your taxes and then hope that you qualify at the highest level to get the $4,000. But don't worry if you decide to keep your current vehicle. They're going to write part of this bill raises gas taxes by 16.4 cents a gallon. So while they just lowered it, it's going to go right back up. And this time, way over $5 a gallon, because that's what they're planning to do. I mean, this is a big problem. And you look at some of the costs and everything, that's crazy. But the goal is just to destroy the oil and gas industry and replace it with windmills. And we know that doesn't work. Look at Germany and France and other countries. Right. You know, I don't know what we're planning to do, but natural gas, they're going to tax that also. $6.5 $6.5 billion will be increased on household energy bills, along with the gasoline taxes, and they're trying to entice you to go with wind and solar, which may or may not work, but still they're going to charge you extra for that. And instead of using natural gas or a nuclear power plant, which is cleaner and has a zero carbon footprint, but we don't want to do that. We want you to be limited and absolute make all of us broke. That's their goal. Well, you know, and thinking about the EV vehicles to begin with, electric vehicles is what EV stands for, but... 
it's scary to buy a used one because you're not mm-hmm. going to get the warranty that the manufacturer backs up the way that you would if you bought a new one. So the used market Correct. for EVs is not good. If you remember when Hyundai and Kia did the 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty, they started selling vehicles like crazy, which then people went, hey, this is a nice vehicle. And I was at the dentist yesterday, believe it or not. Somebody says, if you had to decide between car A, car B, and car C, and one of them was a Kia Stinger, which one would you get? And I was like, you know what? I hate to say this, but I'd buy the Kia Stinger. That's a heck of a car. And it was up against some pretty good you know, other vehicle. One of them was a Volkswagen. A Volkswagen, I, I can't even remember the name of it, but I was like, you know, let's see, gosh, you know, actually, the Kia Stinger. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I just say that? Because, you know, I mean, Kia, when it first came out, we were like, oh, another one of these Korean cars, you know. But the 10 year, 100,000 mile warranty gave people confidence. And that's what you buy with. Yeah. When you buy a car, you buy with either pure emotion, but if you make a sensible decision, you do with the confidence in the company you're buying it from. And with electric vehicles, Correct. you know, you go to a, a used car lot and they have electric, like, eh, I don't want to have to spend 16000 for a battery uh-huh. when the car is only 14000 Right. You know? so, yeah. Exactly. And that just happened to a young lady who bought a car from CarMax. I don't know if you saw that. It was all over the news. She paid like $4,000 for the car. Her father had just died. She had no money. She had to get to work, get to school. And she was really tight on cash. And the car wouldn't run, so... She went back to CarMax and said, hey, you know, the vehicle sitting in my driveway, it doesn't run. And they're like, well, you're outside the 90-day warranty. So she went to Ford, and Ford says, we don't make a Focus EV anymore. And she's like, well, I, what do I do? And I said, the battery is $16,000. Oh. And she looked out because she didn't, <laughs> the car was only four. Yeah. $16,000 into a $4,000 car? Exactly. I'm sure. oh. So now she has nothing. She can't get rid of her car. Right. And they're trying to do a GoFundMe for her. I saw it on, uh, like, I think it was oh Inside Edition or gosh, something. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. It was really sad because that happens. I'm telling you. you don't want to be that person. Well, little sister, uh, this is Elvis. Little sister. Uh where, where can people find your rant on the World Economic Forum? I hear it's going viral. Oh, it is. It's going. I'm loving it. It's Car Coach Reports on YouTube. You can also find me on literally every form of social media. Just look up at Lauren Fix, L-A-U-R-E-N-F-I-X. There you go. CarCoachReports.com is her website. Lauren Fix, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Alan. Well, there's my little sister. There she goes. We'll take a break and be back with George Kennedy the Third. I went for some candy. Along came Jim Dandy, and they snuck right out the door. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And it is time to hear what George Kennedy III has been driving. Uh, George, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, Alan. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's the summertime. It's hotter than hell outside. But uh, anyway, George works with Car Gurus, uh, Car Tender, Boston Globe, U.S. News and World Report, and reports for us here on The Drive. Um, so what do you got? 
I've been driving the brand new 2023 Nissan Z. Ooh. Not Z350 or 370 or 400. It is just Z now. Wow. So I had a Z many, many years ago, and actually it helped me get into the car, the car enthusiast world. I remember on Hot Rod Magazine, there was a 240Z. I think it was like a 70, 71, 240Z. And it was bright red. It had flared out, you know, kind of like a turbo Porsche flares on it, you know, and it had a little whale's tail. And it had a, oh, yeah. a V8 under the hood. So that's why it was on Hot Rod Magazine, which if oh, you look back, God. this was this was like 1978. You know what I mean? So well, I think what's great is there are you know for every different generation there is a, a Z car yeah. that they connect with, be yeah. it the Datsuns yep. or the, the twin turbo 300 ZXs yep. from the 90s that, that I identify with. And what's cool about the design of this car is you see elements of multiple generations, like the nose, the sloping roofline. That's all clearly early Datsun Z and early 280 Z. Mm. But the the tail, the tail lights have a lot of 90s in it too so they're kind of doing this meta design with multiple generations of influence Mm. i don't know that i like it yet and here's what i always do i reserve my opinion until i see it on the street because sometimes you know one dimensional photograph doesn't really do it justice And, and even when you see something like if you look on social media sometimes there's a button you can push and it makes kind of the the photograph 3d and you're like wow look at that so I can't really tell if I like it. I haven't seen one in person yet. You're driving it. I mean, does it ignite any flames inside your gut? Frankly, I love this car. Really? Okay, it is one yeah. of the. I, it was. It wasn't super on my radar to start this year because okay, they're redesigning the Z. But then I heard it was sort of there was like connection to the previous generation. It wasn't a full ground up, so it wasn't super on my radar to start the year. But after a week with it, it was absolutely one of the surprise cars of the year wow. for me. And in terms of in person versus on paper, I would say the best angle of this car is from the side and from like the rear three quarter where you get the sharply angled roof and the tail lights and everything. But from every angle, it looks like it is a car that's ready to go and have fun and it lives up to that. Mm. I remember back to 1978 when I saw that Z on the, on the Hot Rod magazine cover. I thought, I gotta have that. I gotta have that. But the only way you can have it is to make it. You know what I mean? So right, right, I, yeah, I, that was just, that was a very special car, the one, sure. that, the one that you would do. Yeah, right. so I found yeah, but, a Z car that had been lightly damaged on the front, I don't know, was it the front left fender, and somebody wanted to sell it. I mean, of course, the car was like probably like eight years old, so it was affordable, and with a little bit of damage, it was even more affordable. So I had to buy a front fender and front you know, bumper and a couple different things. But then I found out, I, I actually called Hot Rod Magazine, and I said, I, you know, I got an issue of this magazine. I go, where do you get these flares for that vehicle? And the person, because this is way before the internet by like 20 years. And the person gave me the information. So I called up and I, I ordered the flare kit and the whale tail. And they got there and I, you know, I was doing body and paint at that time. I put them on and I painted it. And the thing was beautiful. I loved it. And guess what? This is the weirdest story. I had it out in front of my house and some guy comes by, he pulls up. And he goes, I love that car. This was that's what I'm saying. Did it give you a fire in your belly, right? This guy pulls up. He goes, I love that car. 
do you want to sell it? And I go, no, I don't want to sell it. I just got done with it. I had to flare that. Look, it's on the, there was, you know, one just like it was on the cover of the Hot Rod magazine. The guy said, I know, I know. He said, I, I love it. I love it. He goes, how much? Come on, how much? And I remember going, you know, I think I paid like, you know, two grand for it. And I did the body work and the flares. And I go, I'd have to have like 6,500. Now in 1978 dollars, that's like, you know, 20,000 bucks. And the guy <laughs> goes, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll go down to the bank, and get your cash. The guy bought it. He was a monk. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He says, I have spent eight years being a monk in Tibet. And he goes, and I've, I've come home, and now I, I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Anyway, he I bought it. I my battle silence for this car. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I mean, well, look, I, I had the, the 2022, nothing that wild, but the 2022 almost equivalent of that, where I came out to the car, and I... I was at the parking lot of a, of a department store, and I came out, and there was a note underneath the windshield. And I thought it was like, oh, you parked, you know, like a jerk. It was somebody going, my dad and I love Nissan Zs. We grew up working on them. I've got a 350Z. Here's my Instagram handle. Like, I would love you to send me pictures of this car, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so this one is a 2022 or a 2023? I'm curious. It's a 2023. Okay, and and okay. to what you were saying before about the affordability of performance, it's a surprisingly affordable car in its base spec, and no matter what spec you get it in, you get a twin-turbo 3-liter V6 that makes like 400 Ooh, horsepower, which is wow. why people thought it would go by the name Z400 or 400Z. Right. They're just going with Z, which makes sense because as forced induction, turbocharging, supercharging gets better, you're going to get bigger output from smaller displacement. Right. So you disassociate the number from the engine size. So now it's... It's just the Z, but it makes 400 horsepower, and mm. that makes me happy. So what is the price tag? Have they even given you any clue to a price tag on this? Yeah, so the, the starting price of the base sport model is just under $40,000, which wow. is pretty good yeah. for a two-door performance coupe with terrific handling. I, I've always said you can keep all the Hellcats, you know, the straight-line power you want, I want a car with between three and 400 horsepower that can take a corner, and that's what this is. You know what I called uh, mine? I called it my Dotserati. <laughs> Let me take a break. We'll finish talking about the new Nissan Z. George Kennedy III is driving it, and uh, you can find him, Car Gurus, Boston Globe, New, uh, U.S. News, and World Report, and right here on The Drive. We'll be right back. be in paradise put up a fucking The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by the Collector Car Network, ClassicCars.com, AutoHunter.com, and of course the Classic Car Journal. ClassicCars.com, uh, check it out. You won't be uh, disappointed at all. All part of the Collector Car Network, which is all owned by Barrett Jackson. Uh, I'm Alan Taylor. Joining us right now is George Kennedy III. 
driving the new Nissan Z for 2023. Hey, that rhymes. George. <laughs> You're very proud of yourself with that, aren't you? I am. By the way, so the second time I had a Z... Uh, I put a, a big V8 engine in it. Well, not a big one, but in, you know, when you're taking an inline six-cylinder out and you're trying to stuff a, a V8 under the hood of a vehicle that's not really designed for that, <laughs> it was a big, and that thing was crazy. But you know what? It didn't have as much horsepower as the one you're driving with the twin-turbo V6 with, you're talking 400 horsepower. That thing's got to yeah. be fantastic. 400 horsepower, 350 pound-feet of torque is right in the wheelhouse of what I love for a performance car. And it can take a corner really well. The steering, it's not one of these cars that's super heavy. It's kind of light, but it's very direct. The brakes felt great. This has a nine-speed automatic with paddle shifters. A nine-speed automatic. Now, rear-wheel drive, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, so a proper sports it's a car. true sports car. I want to yeah. drive the, the manual. Actually, no, I take that back. I just spent some time with the manual at a, uh, a New England Auto Riders event up here in, like, day glow green. Yeah. And it has the synchro rev matching, which is a really cool feature. Yeah. You know about heel toe driving, right? right. I, that's be, it's, since I know how to do that, I, it's like, I don't want this thing doing everything for me. It's like, I don't want the automatic butt wiper either in my bathroom. I can take care well, of myself. Well, I'll tell you, you know? what. I have size 14 feet, and heel toe is not so much heel toe as it's one portion of, of the ball of my foot and another portion of the ball of my foot. Right. Yeah. So well, the you're ability like to Daffy lift Duck. that you got for you and giant. then you can work the engage cool. point is is a really cool thing for performance driving. Well, I'm still stuck on size 14, man. My God. <laughs> anyway, that's huge. <laughs> okay, so what was the one takeaway that makes you say, "I really love this"? I mean, is it is it the driving of it? Is it the the handling of it? You know, kind of give me. Maybe one, two, three. I love how it drove. I love how it handled. Well, I love how it looked. In it, what order? It's almost like the, the whole package. It's the styling. It's the, the really cool blue interior. It's like the, the general sense that they get what people are enjoying about driving. Uh, right? There are yeah. more expensive cars out there. There are more powerful cars out there. There are more comfortable cars. Right? There are, there are all these different attributes that you could tweak, but this is this nice sweet spot of an ideal driving situation for somebody who's a true enthusiast that wants to carve up corners at 6 a.m. on a Sunday. Right, 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 right. Well, it's pretty interesting because I've, I've been waiting to hear, I mean, and look, you're like, you're tall, you got size 14 feet, you fit in there, evidently. I fit in it. Yeah, see? All these things yeah. are important. Sometimes you get into a car and you're like, oh my God, I gotta bend it out. Oh, I'm in. You know, like my and, Viper and was that way. not to take a rim shot at Toyota and BMW, but unlike the Supra, it's theirs from the ground up. Yeah. Right? Right, right. Well, there you go. What he's talking about is the Supra is kind of part BMW, part Toyota. And I had one. I liked it, but I got rid of it because I didn't love it. So, hate to say it, you know. But I, I set things free. You know what I mean? I keep them for a year, <laughs> two years, three years. I had the Viper. Probably my favorite thing I've had so far was the Viper ACR. That thing was, oh, it's like owning a dragon that flies, you know? That's like a true an avatar. Vehicle. Yeah. That's like this so, wide body but, whale oh, tail man, monster a, from Hot Rod Mag, right? Pain in the butt to get in and out of. So, But uh, <laughs> anyway, for 40000 bucks, I got to think they're going to sell the heck out of these. And Nissan is one of these companies that is so overlooked for their sports cars. I mean,. They make some fantastic machines. Their vehicles last forever, and I just don't think they get the credit they deserve. Maybe this will put them back on the map. I mean, and maybe it's because the previous Z had been around for a while. Maybe it's because the GTR has been around for a while. Right. There's rumor 
that they're going to update that. But they make these vehicles that kind of set the bar for their their respective segment and performance. Yeah, well, the GTR is a good example, but that thing was a hundred grand. You know, this at forty it was, grand. It was when it started. Now it's like almost two hundred. I think. Right? Come on. And by the way, speaking of price, you know, the starting price on this car, the the Z and the Sport trim was forty thousand. We had the Proto spec, I believe. And that was fifty. Yeah. And then when you add options to it, you're looking at about fifty-three. But you get a lot of good performance kit with that. You get all the goodies. You get wireless right CarPlay, specialty raised wheels, a really cool. All right, hold on. Wheels. Where can people find this? Where are you going to put this story? Where's it going on? Ed, this is a uh, this is a drive with Alan Taylor exclusive. Oh baby, there you go. All right, George, thank you. There, that is the Nissan Z for forty to fifty grand. George is a big, tall guy, like six foot four. 14, size 14 shoes. Uh, That's it for me this week. I am going out now and getting on my tractor, and I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to tear something up. We'll see you guys all next week. Thank you, George. See you next week, everybody. Thanks a lot. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability. Plus, a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness.